Hello and welcome to the latest Health and Safety Matters podcast. My name is Mark Sennett. I'm the CEO of Western Business Media, which is the publisher of Health and Safety Matters. And we're delighted that once again, this podcast is sponsored by our great friends over at the Health and Safety event. Now, that event is coming very, very fast. And hopefully I've caught you today before the event has happened. It takes place on the 5th to 7th of April 2022 at the NEC in Birmingham. Now, I'd strongly urge you to attend the event because it's completely free to attend. And if you register, you actually get access to three other fantastic events. They're all in the same halls. So obviously you get access to the health and safety event, but you also get access to the fire safety event, the workplace event and the security event. That's over 600 stands across the three days. And all of these different events have CPD sessions on offer. In actual fact, I've put together the content for some of the theatres, the Safe Logistics Theatre, also the Knowledge Exchange and the Health and Safety event, which is a fantastic panel discussion. No no PowerPoint. You guys as the audience set the agenda by asking questions to the panels that we put up. And also the Fire Safety Theatre, I've put the content up for as well. So I would urge you to attend. It's completely free to do so, as I said. Great way to network, great way to see all the latest products, and of course, to get CPD and as I said network with everybody and it is now you know the 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 true national event for health and safety professionals so if you'd like to go on the 5th or 7th of April and we'll be there and I hope you stop by the health and safety matters stand which is the same stand as the British Safety Industry Federation stand to register for free please do so at healthandsafetyevent.com you can, of course, do so on the doors as well, if you don't remember that. But healthandsafetyevent.com is your place to register. So before we start off with the usual news, just a quick bit of housekeeping that we always do. You don't have to wait for this monthly podcast to come out to get your latest health and safety news. You can do that via our website, which is www.hsmsearch.com. If you can't remember that, just Google or put into whatever search engine you want, Health and Safety Matters, and you will find hsmsearch.com. And, and why should you do that? Well, all the latest news is put up there daily. You can see the latest news, products and services, prosecutions, some in-length articles in there. So, so do take a look at the website. There's also, if you click on the webinars tab on the main navigation, you can see all of our upcoming CPD webinars and listen to all of our back webinars for free on demand. So that's hsmsearch.com. You can also opt in to receive print or digital editions of the magazine for free. And that would include six issues a year of Health and Safety Matters plus the BSIF guide that we print annually. So again, hsmsearch.com for that. And you can sign up to our twice a week e-newsletter along with 65,000 of your industry colleagues that get it twice a week. Again, all of that and more on hsmsearch.com. So we always start off this podcast with the news and that's exactly what we're going to do today. So the first story I wanted to pick out was um, some alarming new statistics um, to do with the construction sector. So so there's been some data that has highlights fatalities in the construction sector are up almost 10% in five years and that half of these fatal incidents were due to falls from height. There are now 1.62 deaths per 100,000 workers, which is four times the figure for all industries. It's also double the rate for the transportation and storage sector, which was on 0.85, and around 2.5 times the rate in manufacturing. Um, falls from height is still the number one cause of fatal and non-fatal incidents in the construction sector, 
it accounts for half of all deaths on site. So these findings were collated by uh, specialist providers of Plant Hire London Hertz Tools, and they use construction statistics and the health and safety sector reports from 2018 to 2021. The analysis demonstrates the impact of actors in the construction industry and how workers and workplaces are being affected. So each year there are 61,000 injuries to construction workers on average, with a quarter of these caused by slips, trips and falls. The economic cost to Great Britain of construction injuries and ill health was around £16.2 billion in 2018 stroke 19, and the majority of these costs, well, 59%, which is effectively equating to £9.56 billion, fell upon the injured ill individuals themselves. So in 2020, the total cost of the construction injuries was up 34% compared to 2018. So just to round this off, Hertz Tools director Stefano Loban said, although there will always be accidents in the construction industry and we can never stop trying to reduce them, these latest findings show how far we have to go with fatalities continuing to rise despite the UK having some of the most thorough health and safety regulations anywhere. So he also goes on to talk about training being key. And in fact, Hertz Tools have come up with about a six bullet point thing of how companies can prevent accidents on construction sites. And those six point suggestions were provide training and plan all worker height properly. Use the correct equipment and regularly check it to prevent falls. Avoid slips and trips by keeping floors clean, dry, well lit and free of obstacles. Clear up spillages quickly. Deep cleaning after working hours. Also, install safety guards on machinery and provide safety goggles. And the final thing they say is store heavy objects close to the ground, um, fit debris nets if you can, and outlaw throwing tools. So it's very good suggestions there, uh, a lot of common sense, but it, you know, often in what we all have to do in a sector, it, it, it is common sense is overlooked, unfortunately. So... Some really interesting statistics. I do enjoy it when these surveys come out. That They're not meant to shock in, in a negative way. We've talked on this podcast in the past that over the last five, ten years, as a whole, incidents on average have gone down in fatalities in the UK, and that's fantastic. But I think the point of this survey is really to say, I think they say it themselves, you should never stop striving for improving any area of health and safety, and, and no one should die in the workplace. No one should be injured in the workplace. And... That is quite a big increase over five years, 10%, um, the amount of fatalities. Now, the construction sector and worker height has always been the single biggest reasons and sector for um, fatalities in the workplace in Great Britain. That, that's a sad reality. Uh, farming comes up very high on there as well. Um, but what I would say here is improvements have been made in general, but we need to strive for, you know, zero incidents if we can and, and zero fatalities. And, and it's always useful when people come up with simple, obvious suggestions because, you know, it can be human error. It, it can be just rank bad health and safety management, as we know. And there is no excuse for not having proper and suitable risk uh, risk assessments on site to prevent injuries like this. And I think that six-point ideas that they've come up with there was uh, you know very useful. But if you want to read this article in full, you can do on our website, hmsearch.com, and just type in the search box, data highlights concerning statistics. So what do we got next? So the next one we've got is all about loneliness and working from home, probably something 
many people can relate to. Um, possibly not something everyone can relate to that have children during lockdown that are running around like mine were, but I'm very blessed to, to have them. But this story I do want to cover. So the rise of working from home is adding to loneliness with more than 3 million people um, who do it saying that they don't see other people very often. This is new research from um, the Marmalade Game Studio group. So a nationwide study that they carried out found that nearly one in three, which is 29% of adults, say they suffer from being lonely, and one in four of them, which is 26%, say it has serious negative impact on their mental health. More than half, 52% of those who suffer from loneliness, say it's because they don't have many close friends, while 28% say it's because they live alone. However, 20% say working from home has added to their loneliness. So I just want to touch on this, perhaps on a more personal level and, and, and say on a professional level too. You know, I, I live at home alone. Um, you know, I, I see my children all the time, four days a week, thankfully. But I do remember what lockdown was like. It isn't that long ago we were through lockdown one through to four and there's never been anything quite like it for any of us as, as an adult. And I remember two things came into my mind when lockdown was going to happen. Two selfish things. One, what was going to be the state of my business? Because um, obviously we don't just publish Health and Safety Matters, we publish six other publications and, and we have 24 staff. And the other was, oh my God, am I going to be able to see my kids? There was a lot of uncertainty. And, you know, I remember being very worried. Now, the rules were clear. You know, my, my ex-wife is a key worker. Um, so I was allowed to see my children because um, I had to provide childcare while she worked. Um, and I carried on working from home. So I was lucky, you know, and that relates to this story. I was lucky to see my children. As I said at the start of this, didn't always feel lucky when they're running around fighting with each other or streaking during teams course with staff. But, you know, that's what happens when you've got twin 10 year olds. Um, but I was lucky. I'm lucky I have them. And you can say it's hard for me to relate to this. And that, that's true. But my worries before I knew I could see them. I can absolutely see why people would get lonely because the times that they weren't with me, and you know that was a lot of the time. I just delved into work. You know, you tried to call friends, etc., but it wasn't fun. You know, I did used to enjoy going out for a walk once a day just to get out, but you couldn't talk to anyone. I'd make sure I spoke to people at work the entire day, but once that work laptop had gone down in the evening. There was no one to talk to. And so I can understand how that would really affect loneliness. And I'll bring that back to a professional level. As I said, we've got 24 staff. And we tried as hard as we could through teams and through teams groups and through phone calls to speak to everyone, message everyone throughout the day to check in on them. But I had multiple staff beg to come back to the office because they couldn't stand working from home any longer you know I know the big joke from lots of people for years before the pandemic was oh you know work from home so I can um relax uh, it's not like that I mean if, if anything like me when I work from home I've always ended up um when I wasn't self-employed working harder to prove that I should be allowed to work from home when I can because I'm more productive but we had staff begging to come back and I think I said that before on here and we, and we had to take that into account because they literally were struggling mentally uh, emotionally 
from home. And, you know, my heart does go out to people that are in this situation. There is nothing worse than feeling like you're alone. And and in truth, I'm a big believer that you're never truly alone. Um, whether it's friends, colleagues, family, I, I'd hope you're never truly alone. Uh, but there's always people to speak to, whether it's mental health, charities like Samaritans who do a fantastic job. Um, but you aren't truly alone, even if you feel it. But it's a, it's a state of mind, isn't it? Is it and and it and it's and it's scary. And I know I had that worry for you know a few days until it was clear what was going on. So my heart does go out to those people. But but it's something as an employer and as someone as a health and safety manager, if you're responsible for health and well-being, that you have to consider. Your job is far wider than as you know than pure workplace health and safety now. And mental health is you know, the biggest thing that we that we have to deal with, health and well-being on top of the normal day job. And it's something that we had to consider. And, you know, n- I'm not saying we were perfect. You know, we did whatever we could to look after our staff. Um, but I do know the relief from many people when they were able to come back in the office was obvious. And and this this survey just really resonated with me. So I'd urge you to take a look. Uh, again, hsmsearch.com, go in the search box and type the words working from home adding to loneliness okay the next story so this is all about a ppe supplier warning of changes in the law so a uk ppe supplier is warning businesses that a change in ppe equipment law which could catch them out if they're not prepared for it so from the 6th of april 2022 that's coming up next week as i record that I believe that's the middle day of the health and safety event too. The PPE work regulations 2022 will extend employers' PPE duties, requiring them to provide appropriate equipment for free to casual workers who were not previously covered under the same regs that have been enforced since 1992. So PHS Be Safe, um, the managing director there, Derek Brown, has said the new regulations now include um, Limby workers who are generally considered to be those who carry out casual or irregular work for an organization and under a contract of service but are not self-employed however as every employment relationship is different to workers than the employer the definition in the new regulations does leave some grow areas that employers need to be careful of i'd say this is a case of better to be safe than sorry so they go on to say that obviously PPE includes all the equipment, including clothing that provides protection against the weather, worn or held by a person at work, which protects them against any risks to health or safety. So the regulations state that employers must undertake a risk assessment for all workers to ensure that the correct PPE is provided and it must be free of charge. PPE must be appropriately maintained and sorted and the correct training given to workers to ensure it's used properly. PPE requirements for casual workers will be additional responsibility that many businesses may not be aware of, but they must treat it the same way as their workers who have a contract of employment from the 6th of April. So I would urge you to have a look at that article. Again, go to hsmsearch.com, type in the search box, PPE supplier warns of changes in the law. Now, if you're looking for quality and compliant PPE, which people always are. Again, I would urge you to go to the health and safety event at the NEC between the 5th to 7th of Birmingham. Couldn't be more timely with that update to the PPE at work regs. 
Um, it's the 5th, 7th of April. Obviously, this comes in, this extension, from the 6th of April. And I would urge you to get it. go talk to the BSIF on the stand. We, we, we actually chair a stand of the British Safety Institute. Go talk to them about this, um, for sure, if you've got any questions. So lastly, I just want to do a reminder before we do our interview uh, for this podcast. We've had really good uptake on the Health and Safety Matters Golf and Networking Day. It's the first time we've ever done this. It will take place on the 15th of June, 2022. It's sponsored by Martor and a health and safety event. And we're doing it in partnership with the British Safety Institute Federation. This is honestly done on feedback from a survey we did last year from all of you guys saying, oh, we want to see HSM do more networking days. We'd like to see HSM do a golf day. So I've combined the two. And, you know, we, we, we've already seen a third of the tickets go. They're going fast. It takes place at Celtic Manor Resort, which is fantastic, uh, which is by Newport in Wales. It's said it's the 15th of June. So what will you get? Well, that, thanks to our partnership with Institute of Fire Safety Managers, they CPD accredit you reading the magazine and our our podcasts and our webinars and now this. So if you come along to this, and I hope you do, you'll obviously get uh, bacon rolls, refreshments, tea and coffee on arrival. Then you'll have 90 minutes of CPD accredited seminars and you will get a CPD certificate for your attendance. And I'll soon be announcing what those sessions are. Uh, there'll certainly be one for the British Safety Institute Federation will be delivering one. And there'll be a session on uh, safety knives as well. Um, there'll be a networking lunch and then we'll be playing 18 holes of golf on the fantastic Roman road course and there will be trophies of course for the winning team closest to the pin and longest drive now if nothing else right there will be some fantastic CPD content on that you should attend but the highlight of the day will surely be me just making an absolute arse of myself uh, on the golf course uh, I've tried to learn golf before lockdown and after and um Let's just say it's a work in progress. And if you want a good laugh, coming to watch me swing a golf club would be great. I mean, it's not as amusing. I actually played golf the other day with Alan Murray, the CEO of the British Agency Federation, with uh, one of my business partners and uh, Keith Gabriel. And he won't appreciate this story, but he, he used a three wood off the tee on the highest tee ever that Alan put it. And somehow he's managed to, from the tee, hit a golf ball into his own face from a drive and nearly broke his cheekbone. I, I mean, Alan, bless him, didn't know what to do looking at it. I didn't know what to do. And Keith's <laughs> holding his face. So, you know, I, I would say perhaps that was a, um, a risk assessment I should have taken, uh, considering the profession that we're covering here. But uh, if you want to see that kind of comedy gold, a man hit a golf ball in his own face, you cannot miss the health and safety matters golf and networking day as i said 15th of june 2022 tickets are flying um please do come along if you want to come very easy very easy uh web domain to remember to, to sort your tickets out hsmgolf.com that is hsmgolf.com so that's it for the news but as i said before you can see all the latest news prosecutions policy service via our website and you can get it straight to your inbox twice a week just go to hsmsearch.com so we, we close out the podcast this week with our in-depth feature interview and i'm delighted to be joined by a friend of mine that i've known for over a decade i've worked with in uh two different organizations and uh he was a key part of um, moving the uh, Safety and Health Excellence Awards forward uh, with me when we worked together last. And that's David Bishop, who's event director for the health and safety event. Um, and, you know, I work very closely with Dave because obviously I put on the content 
for those events. And, um, you know, it, it's coming up fast, as we said, the 5th to the 7th of April 2022, the health and safety event at the NEC in Birmingham. And, and I just want to take this chance to talk to Dave ahead of the show, which is his busiest period, obviously, just to say everything that's on offer and everything that you can learn and take away. And I really do hope that uh, you guys will come and find us on the BSF HSM stand and give us feedback on this podcast and feedback on the magazine in general. So anyway, I sat down with Dave earlier and here's what he had to say. Morning, Dave. How are you? Busy season for you, I'd imagine, my friend. Very busy, Mark. Um, nothing more uh, than a challenge that we like at the event industry, is there really, to uh, do two shows in seven months with a Christmas break of three weeks in between as well. So uh, we really um, put ourselves up for it this time. But, um, you know, we're, we're, we're a week today will be open um, and it'll be worthwhile. Things are really gathering a pace and um it's all looking positive um especially with the the registration surge we've had over the last two weeks yeah we'll talk about the health and safety event in a second obviously it's the 5th to the 7th of april as i've said earlier on um at the nec in birmingham um dave you know i I love teasing you how many years have you been doing health and safety exhibitions for now uh too too many really uh i well not too many i'm i really enjoy it but uh, I've almost lost count. It's it's got to be uh, somewhere getting on to thirty because I I think I started in ninety two ninety three something like that in the health and safety industry. I have uh, it down as I reckon this is your thirtieth anniversary this year. I, I reckon it is. Yeah, it could it, it could be. Um, I know I know originally when I joined um, Para, Tony Bond and Paramount Publishing, um, which was run by Ken Barnes, who used to work with Victor Green um, back in the IFSEC days at Olympia, it was, I think we started to launch something called Eurosafe Conference back in 1993. But I can't remember whether we ran a show the year before. I, I have a memory of going to an event in Sandown in um, 1992, and I think it was affected quite badly by snow and I can't remember if I was I just joined or I went to look at it to try and work out um what exhibitions were all about before I before I stepped into this industry so um yeah it's that long ago it's all a bit vague but um I I guess it shows you how um what a positive experience has been the fact I can't really remember it's just gone so quickly <laughs> So there's a lot of shows I've been to, I have to say. I mean, working with you, as we have done over the years in two different jobs, and also I still work with you in the sense that I do the content for the HSN Knowledge Exchange and the safer logistics part of the show that's happening next week. I can honestly say your passion hasn't changed in that period of time because you're still as hands-on bugging me to do this and how we can improve things the entire way through. So, you know, you've been doing it a long time, but... Without doubt, I don't think there's a more recognised person in the health and safety events sector and still as passionate as you. That's that's true. You keep me on my toes, that's for sure. <laughs> I, do you know what? I, I, I think in, in life you're quite privileged to, if you find something that you enjoy. Um, I've always been, you know, necessarily, that always see the grass is always greener somewhere else. You know, you, 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 I, it's always been the, the industry I didn't choose um, and... I suspect that might be true for a lot of people who work in it, but the, the but I I've 
thoroughly enjoy it. And and the the key thing about it is, um, I do enjoy meeting people. That's what that's what really it's all about. It's face to face. It's that physical interaction. It, it's the it's it's the joy and the satisfaction of helping businesses grow and and putting people together and and enabling enabling success and an improvement and and that's really what it's about it's a very simple thing we do as a, a, a event organizers you know we we've got we've got companies who sell things and we've got people who buy things and we put them together effectively um it's just trying to create a really good atmosphere and environment for that to happen it's like a speed dating service that works in a bit <laughs> <laughs> Well, that could be a diverse. That could be another sort of diversionary thing for next year. Maybe we'll bring in a new feature on that. Let's not give Peter Jones any ideas because he'll definitely do that. Um, yeah, probably wise. But let's talk about next week. Um, it's coming up quick. The fifth to the seventh of April, twenty twenty-two, uh, at the NEC in Birmingham. So, for those of us, or obviously I've been lots of times and I've worked on the show, but those listening that haven't been to the show. What's different about this year or why should they come? Why should they take time out of their busy schedule to come on the 5th to 7th of April to the health and safety event? Well, I guess, you know, just just to summarise what, what the health and safety event's all about. Um, positionally, it's located at the NEC in Birmingham. Um, it's the largest now UK gathering of anyone responsible for running um, you know, a safe and efficient environment and workplace. Um, we've got a unique range of seminars, um, practical sort of workshop type things, um, panel debates, exhibition halls. Um, we, you know, we've got, we've got, we've got over 200 um, exhibitors there who um, reflect the whole of the health and safety industry from suppliers, manufacturers, um, consultants, training providers, um, stakeholders, industry associations. So it really does cover the whole remit of the health and safety industry um, we obviously, as you're, as you're more than aware, we're co-located with three other leading sector events. Um, so we cover about probably 20,000 square metres of the NEC and, and it, it, it just allows us to have the flexibility and the space to put on great content, um, great great products and great exhibitors and, and host um, some really, really um, good visitors who represent the health and safety industry, the represent the fire safety industry, the security industry, and the facility management industry. So, Dave, let's talk about some of the biggest brands in health and safety, and and they are at your event uh, on the fifth to seventh of April at the NEC, the health and safety event. So, for those that aren't aware of what kind of brands they can see on show that are exhibiting, can you can you share some of the top brands that are there? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, we've got, I, you know, I. I would like to say um, confidently that you know you you won't see a better selection of um, PPE exhibitors um, in the UK um, at a health and safety event. I mean, you know, literally we've got whatever discipline you're looking for or we're looking to um, source, we we've got it. So, I mean, there's names of companies there that people probably weren't even aware of that did health and safety. So, uh, I know Diodora is one who obviously started off uh, Italian footwear company and very well known for um, creating tennis shoes and, and training shoes, but they've been developing health and safety footwear for a number of years now. So they're exhibiting um, and Skechers who are 
you know, a, a global brand in terms of what they do. But, you know, people probably don't think, I didn't know they did health and safety footwear. Well, they do. And um, I, I'm going to be wearing it during build-up. And I'm mighty glad I've got it because it's very comfortable. And it, and it, and it's, and, it, and it's, it, you know, it, it, it goes, goes to show you that when you've got global brands, I think, that start looking at health and safety specifically, they must do it for a reason. Um, and they, they must see that there's opportunities. They've got to see that there's a reason for having it. I think the PPE market, has changed so much in terms of the, the the way they've absorbed and changed to reflect what people want and the consumer what what the consumer wants. Yes, it's got to do its job and it's got to be fit for purpose. But ultimately, it's got to be fit, it's got to be comfortable. It's got to be stylish, and people want to wear it. So um, so there's two two brands. But there's you know on top of that, there's other well known brands like Port West, B Swift, Tilsa Tech, U Power. Um, Honeywell Safety, Draeger. So all these names, names are very well known within the health and safety industry. And it's an opportunity for visitors to um, go and engage them, talk to them and, and find out more about what they're developing and what they're bringing out and launching. So it's not just um, an exhibition that focuses on products and services. You have a huge range, and I would argue the biggest range of industry support of any national event out there in the UK, or arguably internationally too. Can you tell us some of the organisations who will be on site that can offer advice and guidance that are supporting the event? Yeah, well, we've got, um, you know, very um, privileged to have the health and safety executive, which is probably the the key stakeholder, as they are the regulator for the industry. Um, people of you know, you, 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 everybody knows who, who they are and what they do. Um, and, you know, I can tell you, uh, it's just been confirmed to me that we have got um, the go ahead that the HSC will, will be delivering a keynote speech and, on, on the opening day. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm very happy to be able to confirm that. And they'll be talking about it's so it's so new. I don't even know exactly what they're going to be talking about, but it will be signposting about their strategy, what's coming up, reflection on the last 18 months, two years. Um, and this will be delivered on Tuesday morning. So on, on the main conference um, keynote theatre. So, you know, that's, that's, that's having something like that as a launch pad for the show is, it, you know, it, it really does demonstrate um the, the value of the event and coming to the event, you don't often get this opportunity to engage with um, the regulators like this. So having them there talking about it um, and then uh, also having a presence there where you can go and talk to individual specialists from the HSC during the event as well and find out more about what they're doing um, and get advice and guidance, um, you know, it, it sets it apart. But there's, you know, they're, they're the key guys. We've got Nibosh there as well who are pre- uh, prepared a day of content um, as well. IRSM, um, BOHS, um, Safety Groups UK, UCATA. So ultimately, we've got you know a good representation of industry um, associations at the show, um, and they're very keen to be able to um, operate during the event and talk to talk to visitors and explain what they're there for and how they can help. 
yeah, it's a great opportunity to talk to those organisations and I'd encourage anyone that's going, stop by there, consider becoming members of these associations, look at the advice and guidance they've got, um, you know, with some PPE uh, reg changes, you can stop by the BSIF stand, uh, as I said earlier in the podcast, um, which we're doing a joint stand with British Safety Institute Federation, so you can come and see Health and Safety Matters there too, but... Let's move us on to content here, Dave. A lot of people here will go for educational purposes, and there is a huge amount of CPD-accredited content on. Can you tell us the theatres you've got? Maybe pick out a couple of sessions that you think people might want to uh, stop by and see, uh, you know, any show features. You know, you'll talk about maybe the uh, driving a better business stuff, etc. So what can you say is on offer in terms of content, Dave? Well, I mean, that we talked about reasons for people to go to the show. Well, one of the benefits of attending the show is that you you get an opportunity, which I suggest is unique in terms of what can be what can be gained over a three day period. You've got the opportunity to build skills, knowledge, expertise, gain CPD accreditation points through you know the variety of different content programs that we have there. Um, you know, and and the event. The event is there. It's there to help people um, stay up to date on regulatory changes, um, examine best practice within the industry. And it's all all these things are essential to the health and safety professional. Um, one of the things we do is we have a very successful theatre called the Knowledge Exchange. Um, and it does what it says on the tin. It's basically um, an area where we have a panel of specialists talking about a specific subject, and these are all available on our website under www.healthandsafetyevent.com, and you can find out all, of, all the different sessions. But effectively, we have a series of panelists. It becomes very organic and very um, uh, very much a part. It goes where the audience want to take it. So we have a compare who sets it up, and then it's about questions to do with that sector, asked by the audience and it, and it and it gathers a momentum all of its own and becomes far more relevant and uh i think the, t- the takeaways from having something like that are far, far are very very good in terms of the fact that it becomes more relevant to what those people want when they go back to their office and explain what's going on because they've asked specific questions so you know it, it, having things like that was slightly different from the traditional powerpoint based presentation um i think offer offer the show's diversity and, and, and also, you know, enable people to engage with the event and its content in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, I put together um, the content in that theatre, the Knowledge Exchange, uh, through the Health and Safety Matters brand. And, you know, we've got, I really do enjoy it because we have Louis Wusterman, a very well-known uh, industry veteran journalist, uh, chairing it for us. And the sessions are really what you make of them. You go there. We've set the topic, but you set the questions and what's discussed. It isn't death by PowerPoint like so many events are. It's come in, ask, get, search your, your questions. You know, and we've got different themes running across the three days. Um, you've got PPE, then you've got regulation, legislation, and then you've got uh, health and well-being. There are some fantastic speakers in there. And and across the show, Dave, as, as you know, there is so much content. There's a main conference here, which you talked about earlier, with the HSC and Nibosh contributing to. There's a lone worker theatre. There's a safe logistics theatre as well. There is a lot to go there for, and it is going to get you CPD if you go. But it's not just about education, Dave. We, we talked. I, I would say this event has three key principles, doesn't it? It has come and look at 
new products and services to, to see what's out there and you know and and, and obviously uh, speak to the exhibitors it has education in terms of um the sessions we just talked about but then there's also networking that's what really sets this event apart in my opinion you may disagree with me from other events networking at the end of the day and of course our very own safety and health excellence awards take place on the middle night which is the biggest industry celebration every year we've already got over 450 people coming to it again despite it being two years removed from being a physical event so i would say the networking aspect not just the exhibitors but with other people of your peers is, is a big draw of your show isn't it well you've just done my job for me really because the three key things that always come out whenever we do um, visitor analysis of the show um, you've just mentioned so you know it is education it is networking it is to see what's new and what's innovative so they're the, they're the three real major calling cards for the show um but yeah networking um you know, this the, the last two years has really rammed home the lesson that you know face-to-face -face, um is a proven way of um building relationships quicker than um than, than doing it on the phone um zoom's great and it has its place and it wouldn't be seen without it now but um you know, the, the opportunity to meet more than one person um, in, in an environment which is all all to do with the industry sector you work in, I think is priceless. Um, and I, th I think there's so many things that you could take away from the show on the back of that. We've reflected that and we've tried to broaden our remit so we've got more opportunity for people to do that. We're doing a sort of like a happy hour during the show. We've got drinks receptions. We always used to host um, exhibitor drinks reception on the Tuesday evening where we're doing it for visitors as well and we're doing it on Wednesday as well. So we've doubled the doubled the opportunities there and we've put in more seating areas around the show um, called Take Five where people can sit down and um, and, and, and talk to each other and, and, and have more um, private conversations and uh, there's always one thing that's frustrated me about shows is when you go to them and, and you just want to not that you want to sit down all day, of course you don't, but just having that opportunity to go and sit down and talk to somebody and just um, have something, something, some private conversations. I think that's that, that that's a, a, a key element some some shows miss out on. Um, and, and as I said, we've tried to reflect that and try to move the event forward and come out with different things. So there's one or two surprises that will be on site, which um, we haven't flagged up as well yet. So there's plenty to come and see. Um, you know, in terms of getting there, the NEC's, you know, a hub of the Midlands. It's very, very straightforward. Lots of lots of different ways of getting to the show. And, you know, the thing I should say to everybody, if you're thinking of driving, um, well, we, you know, the, the car parking's free as well. So that's always um, a little bonus. That's a novelty for the NEC, I can assure you. And that is a great draw for people because obviously you've got the airport there, you've got free parking, you've got a train station there. Um, and of course, you know, Dave, what we're forgetting to mention is if hearing us talk now wasn't enough, anyone coming to the Safety and Health Excellence Awards gets to hear a quick speech from both you and me. I mean, surely that's worth coming to the SHE Awards for, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I'd be careful about that, Mark. It might put people off. That's, that's true. I, I fully expect <laughs> no, to get I'm looking headed. forward to that. I mean, it's going to be, it seems an eternity ago since we, since the last one was hosted. And um, as, as you as you know better than I do it was it was launched and it was very successful as soon as we we relaunched it a few years ago and it's it, and it's grown even more so I think it's a great night it's good to celebrate bring the industry together and actually formally recognize that 
you know, the, the amount of good stuff that goes on in our industry sector um, and, 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 and give people the opportunity to celebrate success. Absolutely. And if anyone wants to come to the She Awards, there is still time to get tickets. Um, they will stop going on sale uh, basically the day before. And the, the evening itself is the middle night of Dave's show. It's at the Vox at Resorts World on site at the NEC. It's the Safety and Health Excellence Awards. It takes place on the 6th of April, 2022. Drinks reception at 7pm. Seated for a great dinner at 7.30. Hugh Dennis, the comedian, will be doing a comedy set. And we'll be our host for the awards, which are a fantastic way of celebrating excellence. We had hundreds, over 150 entries this year, which is fantastic. Uh, we've got magic acts on there. We've got uh, you know, lots of entertainment from a, a band to a dance floor to arcade games to a selfie mirror with props, which I can't wait to deal with Dave with. It'll be good fun. So if you do want to come to the awards, it's wwwshe awardscom she-awards.com, or just Google Safe enough, excellent swords. Now, more importantly, Dave, if people want to attend your show on the 5th to the 7th of April 2022 at the NEC in Birmingham, the health and safety event, one registration, as you said, gives them access to not only your event, but the fire safety event, the workplace event, and the security event. One pass to get you around all of those. They're all interconnecting halls. So, Dave, if people want to register up for free, where should they go to do so? Um, well, I would... If you go to the healthandsafetyevent.com um, website, the register your ticket is very, very prominent on the homepage. So um, you, you won't miss it. Um, and, and I should point out that we've, we've got some new things there to help you. So there's a new hosted meeting program there called Connect Plus Live, which will help people match make in terms of trying to find and source, um, um, source product and services. So I, I would suggest look, looking out for that as well. It's new for 2022, um, and we've already successfully matched um, a, a great number of people who will have um, have meetings on site. There's also um, a chance to do it virtually if you can't make the event. So I would really um, recommend going on onto the website and looking for that. It's on the, under the uh, the section what's on. And if you go to the bottom, it will say new for 2022 and it will have hosted meeting program. But um, it's another uh, op opportunity to save time, pre-schedule meetings and build relationships with um, not having to sort of like waste time doing it there. So um, so it's something that I would strongly suggest people have a look out for. Um, so yeah, all good. Um, we're, we're really excited. Um, you know, it's been, it's been a challenge, Mark, as you can probably imagine, two shows in seven months where we hadn't run one one show for 29 months i think it was um but uh the good news is for us it's it, it is going back to just over 12 months time in 2023 for april the 25th to 27th so um we've got a chance to sort of uh, recalibrate and build in some new features new ideas for the for, for the next round of 2023 yeah no excuses not to go because it'll be just over 12 months to your next opportunity to go to the NEC for an event of this scale. So, yeah, 5th to 7th of April at the NEC, the health and safety event. As Dave said, you can register for free, www.healthandsafetyevent.com. And when it asks you who sent you, how you found out about it, just tick print advert or whatever to say the HSM sent you. And uh, we very much look forward to seeing you there. And Dave, you know, I'd say rest up, best of luck, but I'm looking forward to seeing you on site. Cheers. Thanks, Mark. All the best.
And that's all we've got time for in this edition of the Health and Safety Matters podcast. Our thanks to our sponsor, this podcast, the Health and Safety Event, which, as you've heard in great detail today, takes place on the 5th to the 7th of April 2022 at the NEC in Birmingham. It's completely free for you to attend. And all you have to do is go to www.healthandsafetyevent.com to register up for free. And you also have access to the fire safety event, the security event, and the workplace event. But as I said earlier at the start of the podcast, you don't need to wait for this monthly podcast to come out to give all the latest news, prosecutions, products and services in the health and safety sector. You can go to our website, which is www.hsmsearch.com. That's hsmsearch.com. Dot com and you can sign up to our twice a week e-newsletter you can sign up to get our magazine for free in print or digital format or you can sign up to any of our upcoming cpd webinars or look at our back archive of cpd accredited webinars so please do go to hsmsearch.com but until next time thank you for joining us today and we look forward to welcoming you for the next edition of the health and safety matters podcast